0: we haven't recorded in a while because we yeah. did disco elysium all at once because we were so excited to yeah. keep doing it yeah, so we, we, uh yeah. bear with us we're gonna get used to working together again for, yeah, <laughs> for a little it's
1: a, bit it's a tempestuous relationship right, right.
0: right. <laughs> uh yeah don and i we're I we're, we're ice and fire baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um guys uh before we get into it i want to thank uh our sponsor longtime supporter of the show ashley louann k you could follow her at the Minnesota Nurse on Instagram for some pretty cool uh, nursing content there on Instagram, and we always just want to mention her because she's been a long-time supporter of the show and, and she's been really good to us. But uh, today, Don, um, I understand we have a very special episode.
1: Yeah, I actually played a game that wasn't Disco Elysium to completion, and you'll understand why. I, you'll understand like very very quickly. I have a type. Game that I play nowadays. <laughs> you know how Disco Elysium was, you know, your detective with a really weird sixth sense and won't shut up about the things he's obsessed about? Right. Well, it turns out that started a lot, a lot, a lot longer. It was, it, was, it was before, you know, the cop was a Marxist Leninist. He wouldn't shut up about Marxist Leninism. <laughs> it was about an 80s cop who loves B movies.
0: Right, and um, so I think your favorite genre of video game is uh, video games made by people who like David Lynch. Yeah, I think is your favorite the genre of video that are
1: games that like how, like you look at a pl- you look at an airplane and you're like how does this thing fly? Because it, d- it looks like a kid designed it. It's an X-wing only. It's a Boeing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, Like the X-wing is like and like the up, the X the S foils are in attack position, but they're duct taped on and they're cardboard. <laughs> But it turns out if you take those things off, the game will not work. <laughs> the plane will not fly without the cardboard duct taped on. It's it's one of those things. And D- Deadly Premonition came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was fresh out of college. I needed something. I, I was on a budget.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I was I was like right. just working odd jobs for pocket cash at the time. And there were two games I played. One was Near, which. <laughs> You
0: guys heard how much we like me. That was our first multi-parter, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, or Very close. You're very right. close, yeah. yeah. But And the other one was Deadly Premonition. Now, Deadly Premonition came mostly as on the recommendation of somethingawful.com, where someone had done an, a super great friend of that website, which it still exists. It's <laughs> yeah. still there. And yeah. you still have to pay uh, $10 to be a member. Yeah, it's the whole point of it. If you get banned from it, it costs you money. So you got to right. be on the best behavior. Right. Um, anyway. Uh, the Super great Friend basically has approached this game, not as a broken mess, but just like just look at it for what it is, with great, great dry humor. And that's basically the only way to approach it. We'll talk about Deadly Premonition another time. We're talking about the sequel. And I was really worried about the sequel because, okay, the first one took off not so much unreleased, but after everyone realized, okay, this we've been treating this like a game. <coughs> like, like, everyone keeps, like, the best reviews I've seen of it are... Gameplay, 0 out of 10. Music, annoying, 3 out of 10. Characters, 5 out of 10. They're wacky. You put them all together. <laughs> 10 <laughs> out of ten. 10. Game of the year, 2010. It's the best. It's it's not something you can really talk about. You have to experience it. <laughs>
0: It's very much, uh, it, it's very much like uh the B movies that uh, York worships. Mm-hmm. It's very much like them when they come out. People are like, "Oh my gosh, this is awful. This is silly." You yeah. can see the zipper on the uh, yeah. on the monster. It's a, you but had it's, to be there, spectacle. It, it, well, it, it almost even if you, all good. Um, but even if you 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 weren't there, you didn't necessarily have to be there because you can enjoy it. Uh, as uh, a bit of antiquity. You could look back on it and see how silly this was, and it's almost enjoyable that people did like it, and there's a charm to it for that very reason. Now, it's a lot, it's a lot like one of your high school parties, kind of. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, th- there's a bunch of things that happens. You're going to have so many memories from playing the game. I have a lot of memories of the game breaking. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like there's a bunch of quests that only you can only do in a certain time frame, it's really important to do those on that time frame. Otherwise, you'll have to smoke for a week to get that time frame <laughs> again. And occasionally Smoking, uh, speeds yeah, time. And, up. I'll a, and I'll be and I'll be looking. At, I'll be staking out this guy because I need to find out where this guy is, and I'll be chasing him down. And he'll be hovering <laughs> as if he was driving a car, just <laughs> motoring around the road. So I have to immediately chase this guy down while he's just ghost riding, literally. And that's just like a fun thing. And I'm like, I'm wor- I was worried for the sequel. Are they gonna fix that? Is there not? Are there not going to be people just riding around as if in invisible cars? Will there be teleportation? Will there be broken
0: dialogue? Watching will Don... It, will it be awkward? Right. Watch, watching Don wrestle with this. Yeah. Before, in fact, uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Adam forced it on you pretty much. Yeah, yeah, like, kind of, yeah. He bought it with the intention of Which, never playing it himself. Of course. So I'm obligated, yeah. Right. <laughs> so he guilted you, and he ran yeah. it to your house, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, there's a movie.
1: like You know, Zach, this reminds me of a movie. <laughs> Uh, Can I be
0: Zach for the podcast? Yeah, sure. Hell yeah. You, you know,
1: Zach, this reminds me of uh, *Worlds End* by Simon Pegg and Nicholas Frost. It was the third in their big trilogy, following *Hot Fuzz* and *Shaun of the Dead*. <laughs> it's about it. it takes it it, it, it. it begins with Simon Pegg narrating the best day of his life. It's the day he graduated high school. He, uh, you know, he pulls the fire alarm. Last day. Last prank. And the Pierce Brosnan, the cool high school teacher, takes him aside for a Like, look, I'm not going to get you in trouble. It's your last day. But, you know, what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> Same thing I'm doing now, right, buddy? <laughs> because this guy is Gary King. He's the best. He was the king of high school. He is the king, Gary King. Uh, yeah. Um, and he has all these wacky friends that hangs out with him. One of them is the loyal friend who's always been with him. Simon Pegg. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And the other, all the other ones are, you can clearly tell that they're mostly in this friends group for the other friends, but Gary King is the one who gets them all doing things. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of tempestuous relationships. And he's talking about they're, after, right after graduating high school, they're going on the golden mile, a bar crawl across their small town. And, um, he he narrates all the wacky adventures they got up to, but it, you can very clearly see this meant a lot to him. But it means nothing when you're just talking about it. Like I punched a wall, man. It was great. Like I got thrown out of a bar. Right, <laughs> My right. best friend took off his shirt and threatened to bite the, fight the bartender. Yeah, that all sounds fun, but I, I'm not seeing it. So yeah, and it's- and then at the very end, over over the course of this story, his friends start dropping out. They get too drunk. They they leave him on a bench. and They keep going. At the end, there's only three of them left. One of them is his loyal, loyal friend. One of them is kind of his rival. And one of them is him. And he says, there, looking at the sunset. We, did, we never got to the last three bars. The sun came up. But looking at that sunrise, pissed down our pants, sick on our shoes, I knew life was never going to get better. And you know what? Cut to present day. He's in a hospital gown. It never did. <laughs> and then someone says... One of the other patients in group therapy says, "Like, so, you ever regret not making it to the last three bars?" It cuts in on his eyes, and he goes to all of his friends who are now successful, boring, middle age or approaching middle right, age, right? And like, hey guys, we're gonna do the gold mile. We're gonna finish it this time. And everyone says, "Dude, I've got kids. I got a job. Honestly, I don't really want to be with you." Well, I've got all your all the other guys going. Everyone else is already in. You're the only one out. <laughs> and he says this to the first person. Of course, it's <laughs> yeah. a bluff, right. Yeah. Like, wow, he's going to be there? I haven't seen him in ages. Yeah, sure. I, I, I guess I've got a weekend. And he does this to everyone. And But then, like, there's always someone. What about him? Your loyal friend. I thought you guys were never going to talk to each other again. If he's going to be there, I'm in. But I really don't. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in. Are you? He goes to the loyal friend, and he's a bank executive now. He looks... He takes one look, like some his secretary says, You've got a friend here. He looks up, sees him. No, I don't. Oh. But he gets him to come because he says, Oh, my mom died. And that guilts him because they grew up together pretty much. Right. So this he is, knows his Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. I'm not going to give away the entire movie because this is about Deadly Premonition 2. But most of Deadly Allegedly Pre- about Deadly Premonition most, <laughs> most of Deadly Premonition 2 is going to be uh, Agent Morgan talking about movies you might not have seen. <laughs> anyway.
0: Does he talk about this? Yeah. Well, really? Not
1: World's End, but oh. this is, some, this is yeah Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What I was worried about, when you try to recreate something, because the main character in this movie is trying to fix something about himself. War, the world did not work out the way he wanted it to, and he thinks it's because he messed up the best day of his life. So he's trying to make to get all his friends back together and artificially make it work.
0: He's the deserter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, everything's about Disco Elysium now. And I'm not going to give away the plot of the, of the movie, but it's beautiful because you see all these people who are all... The, all these friends are broken in some way. They're all here for a reason other than he's begging them to. They all want to... They all feel basically the same thing he's doing, but not to the same extent. Mm. And you see all the social dynamics play out. And I'm like, okay, this isn't what they thought. Like, he's trying to, like, like you can't just recapture that lightning in a bottle, which is what he's trying to do. That's basically what the movie's about. He's right. trying to recapture something, but something has changed. You can't go home. Yeah. And there was a Reason you can't go home in that movie, but we'll go to Deadly Premonition 2. Okay. I was worried that they were just going to try to recapture everything and miss what made it great because I don't know what made it great. Was it the awkward voice? Li- was it the right. awkward voice acting? I don't know. It's awkward. It's poorly programmed. It's beautiful.
0: Yes. So Deadly
1: Premonition 2 is great. It's it's great. And just to finally start off on the story, uh, you are. It's, it takes place in 2019, ostensibly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there Allegedly. are two
1: FBI agents closing in on a door to a Boston suburb apartment. It's in an older building, and one of them is kind of a balding guy in glasses, kind of a dork. The other one is a cool woman of color with a consummate professional voice, probably grew up in D.C., went to Yale.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, And she is like, be careful about around this guy. He's going to talk. He'll talk. He'll talk right around you. And uh, remember. Is this bad voice acting? Y- no, it's actually pretty good from her, but the, oh, the, white, the, dork guy, is... the white dork The white dorky's really dorky. Okay. He's, he's Japanese dorky. Okay. He's a white guy, but. Right. Yeah, yeah you mean the, the way <laughs> yeah. the Japanese portray
0: dorks in yeah. anime and video games? Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Anyway, he's like, she's, remember, don't br- take your tie off. It's color red. He doesn't do red.
0: Oh. <laughs> for, the, so, for those of you that have played Deadly Premonition, yeah. yeah. Red tree. <laughs> Which, <laughs> now, hang on, a little thing about how much Don loves
1: Deadly Premonition.
0: Um, we went to Comic-Con at, a, oh, at yeah. a, Indianapolis in 2014, and uh, we all said we were going to cosplay. Don's the only one that does, but he just gets into the truck in a suit. Yeah, Adam's <laughs> driving us, he just gets in, in a suit, and we're like, I don't get it, and you're like, I'm Francis York Morgan, and we're like, I don't get it, and he pulls red hot <laughs> jacket get <laughs> says, would you these, like some red seeds? These puppies are dragging me to another Comic-Con in the Boondocks again. <laughs>
1: <So> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they hear a voice from inside. It's open. They haven't even knocked yet. So they go in. You see York, and he's just a bedraggled old man. He's in a bathrobe. Old? It's old. old. He's he, not just white hair. When he did is, Deadly Premonition take place? He, it, takes, it took place in 2005, 2010. Okay. Over the course. He has stage 4 cancer. Oh, wow. He is very ill and he's smoking marijuana medicinally. And he's just of sitting. He is. And he's, <laughs> you, sit, you see his apartment. It's all vinyl.
0: <laughs> it's all vinyl <laughs> on
1: one side, all DVDs on the other. And you're like, okay, we're here to talk to you about a former case. Like, apparently he has retired. After he retired. They have their guns out approaching yeah, him. Pretty much. <laughs> he has, re- like, okay, so low down. Morgan retired in his 40s. He, after Greenvale, he could he could not do field work again. He took a two-year hiatus, and he had a mental breakdown.
0: Well, Greenvale revealed a lot about his past yeah. and stuff like that, who, bro- Zach, who Zach even was. Yeah, and
1: it kind of broke him. So he basically just retired, and now he's dying, basically. Mm-hmm. But there's one case they these guys want to talk about, because at the very beginning of the game, you see a bunch of people in Louisiana Carving an ice sculpture, it looks like, but it turns out there's a body inside from an old case that he worked in Louisiana.
0: That's impressive that that much ice didn't yeah. fall that quickly. It in Louisiana. was in a it's it's very cold, hot. It was now. in a
1: cold storage warehouse. Oh, okay. Deep underground. Okay. It was actually. Uh, it was actually hidden. Uh, apparently, the only place you could keep ice in Louisiana. Anyway, this is the this is a body from the first victim of a string of murders that he investigated back in 2005. And this body went missing at some point. Now it's been found again. So they say what
0: time in Louisiana they were doing this? 2005. 2005. Okay, so well, this is when he was in Greenvale.
1: That, that's when, no, 2005 was when he was in Lucari. He goes to Greenvale after Lucari.
0: And Lucar is the town in Louisiana. So this is
1: going to be a prequel. Okay. Okay. The game okay. is going to be a prequel. This is a po- this is a prologue. We're going into epilogue. so in, in
0: 2019, ostensibly because the framework of the story is, is these him two telling, interviewing them about this you, case. Yeah, telling him about from the beginning of the string of murders, presumably that he was investigating in Greenville. Yeah, because Greenville he had already inve- it was just like Twin Peaks. Yeah. Well, there was already Greenvale uh, hasn't
1: happened yet in the course of this game. Right. That's what yeah, I mean. It's, yeah. it, <laughs> it's the
0: same killer, though, right? No. Oh. Never mind then. No. Go on. I'm sorry. Okay.
1: So he is investigating he's on vacation in a place called Lucare, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. He has chosen the like um, he heard about this murder and something sounded weird to him. Something about the behavior of the people involved. Sounds a lot like the kind of people who are on a kind of drug called San Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> and that just happens to be an interest of his. So, he decided to take his vacation and go out and, you know, just hang out in this little town that happens to have an interesting murder.
0: Because of skoomity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, he, uh, since this is um, a sweary game, he's going to talk a lot about things that he finds interesting. And uh, this is Takes place in 2005. He talks about how he rented a, hu- a hybrid car. He flew into New Orleans, rented a hybrid, and started driving that towards the to conduct his investigation however just outside of town like 10 miles outside of town he parks for gas and somebody steals his hybrid car but they left behind something this was a skater punk who stole his car and they left behind their skateboard so he takes their skateboard (laughs) and uses that as his travel for the game (laughs) the whole game he skateboards (laughs) into town (laughs) and never gets another car he just does sick 360 spin kicks while he's he He used to be a punk
0: rocker in he high school was. remember he was a punk that's in high school. my favorite line yeah. in uh Deadly Premonition and he gets really pissed when someone laughs at him for it. well it, the thing is the line it it, it was not prompted it was yeah. not anything he was just talking to the uh, attractive female police officer you can't, uh, you can't officer. judge
1: a book by its cover i used to be a huge <laughs> punk rocker in high school <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then, then she does that it's like <laughs> 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 while
1: well, he just looks angry Anyway, the the game proper begins with York, of course, having coffee in a hotel, and the hotel owner is this really, really cool black guy, older black guy, with that awesome Creole accent. Oh, yeah. And he's like the ultimate chef, of course. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, of course, Morgan being Morgan, he's more interested in the coffee and the delicious food. I understand academically this is delicious, but the coffee (laughs) is amazing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, my favorite thing about Swery is he soars up and down. He's never even seen Twin Peaks. That's my fa- and he's doing it just to make people mad. I know he yeah. is. That's my favorite thing.
1: Anyway, you ask about the sh- the sheriff about the murder, and you're like, oh yeah, 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 she um got cut up. They got they found her underneath the bridge, underneath an altar. Oh, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. That sounds like <laughs> yeah, that's that's right <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> so of course, you leave the hotel and you go to uh, find the sheriff. Uh, of course, right after you go outside the hotel, you, of course, you're taking a smoke break because you're, al- you're, you're always yeah. smoking. Yep. Um, and he, of course, he makes it look cool, too. He always does a dramatic lighter pose. Mm-hmm. ABS then, man, always
0: be smoking. And then he gets called on it by
1: a little southern girl who looks not like a girl, but like an adult that got sized down and Skyrim. Like a halfling. Yeah. Like a hobbit. <laughs> yeah, and she, ha- she talks like, in a, like she's the most mature person in the game. She's really cool. Her name is Patricia. And uh, she says, "Hey, do you know that smoking <laughs> gives you a such and such percentage greater risk of lung cancer? And secondhand smoke, it, I, I, are you gonna, are you gonna pay for my cancer treatments later down the line?" And he and he like, uh, and she hands him a contract. She wants it in writing. <laughs> and he writes, "I promise to protect you from all evil in the world." <laughs>
0: And gives it back to her. But he doesn't put the cigarette out. (laughs) No. He keeps smoking. (laughs) But
1: uh, she has insisted... Okay, she's got this in writing, so she's going to follow you around now. She's got to keep an eye on her investment. Mm -hmm. And she's also going to be your sidekick throughout the entire game. Turns out she's also the sheriff's daughter. Now, Patricia is white. Her... Dad is black. You do not know who her mom is, though. Like, her mom is sick. She, she you're not, not going to see her. Okay. And uh, the sheriff, yeah, he's just he's just cool black guy. He's a younger black guy, and he's really into York because York is, he's an FBI agent,
0: right? And you're from a small town. I mean, that's how I'd I mean I'd I'd freak out if I was a professional law enforcement official in a I would small gush. town. I would, yeah, I would absolutely be in awe of a <coughs> federal agent. Yeah,
1: like he says, hey, <laughs> you want to investigate that murder? I was good. Like you're not. I'm not gonna step on your toes doing that. No, hell no. I got other things I can do. If you want to
0: investigate the murder, that's fine by me. So he's the uh, he's the Harry from Twin Peaks. Uh,
1: yeah, or the George Woodman from Deadly Premonition. Only George Woodman was George really, Woodman was
0: very against you. He was very
1: against you. Yeah. always until he kind of warms up to you towards the end. But this sheriff, he's got a different dynamic altogether. He's very happy to just let you take the job,
0: like Harry from uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. like oh, thank God, I don't have to do this.
1: And he also gives you a radio to keep in touch. And throughout the game, he's going to talk to you about, like, he comes up with, like, um, DC, he calls you DC Eagle. And he calls himself Lucare Tiger.
0: <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, it's really cool. I like that.
1: And he's, like, he, he talks of, like, like, they actually have a really good thing going because York will talk about movies. Like, Francis York Morgan. Everyone calls him York. Just don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you played Deadly Permission, you understand. Right. Uh, but York will always talk about movies. Melvin will always narrate as if he's a, doing an, a title or a trailer. An FBI agent comes to a small town expecting
0: <laughs> has <laughs> expecting he, southern comfort. Has he spoken to Zach uh, York?
1: He always he, he always is. Okay, okay. So uh, York and Zach still, are doing yes. this. They're always doing this, and everyone's reacting the way they always react. What the hell is with this guy?
0: Now, are they moving the way they did in the first game? Yeah. Like, is everything like, I mean, like yeah. awkward? Like when someone laughs, like, yeah, the, yeah, the real, yeah. Well,
1: like, uh, Melvin will always put his arm out and do like a sweeping motion to no one in particular. Now, does it feel forced? Or does it feel yeah, natural? It feels pretty natural. Okay, good. It, it feels good. naturally awkward and disjointed. Okay, which is what, okay. Which, what should be. Okay, so you go, of course, um, to you, you start you start investigating. You just like move around the town. And you get your fir- most of your hints about the murder are going to come. Do you have any come. leads? Yeah, well not really, not mat- not physical leads, not okay. lame leads. Okay. You uh, look into a portrait at the hotel and you see the Baron Samedi. <laughs> <laughs> That's not actually his name. He calls himself Hungan, but he's the Baron Samedi. He's a voodoo god basically. Okay. And he's like ha, 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 ha. And then like, "Hey, you look cool." <laughs> so, and of course, Patricia is right there. So she's like, "So the FBI agent is talking to a port, a, like a just a wall painting, right?" <laughs> and, and carrying on an elaborate conversation, like, "Oh, you can see me? Yes, I'm here." Do you, can, can, dude? Can you help? Do you know anything about this murder? <laughs> like, oh, if you want to solve this case, you must strike down the ten maidens. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Patricia, where can I find ten maidens? There's a bowling alley? Is the bowling
0: alley called the ten maidens?
1: No, but there's the t- ten pins. You get a <laughs> strike. You have to strike down the ten maidens. Of course. Patricia, you're a genius. What? I thought we were solving a murder. To the bowling alley. <laughs> Unfortunately, you get to the bowling alley, and um, there's an old woman who is the queen of the pins. She will not relinquish her title. And she will not let you challenge her. <laughs> and you have to become king. Of the- <laughs> yeah, you have to become kingpin. <laughs> so York orders, like, some food at the Southern Diner because he loves food. Well, he loves coffee. Food comes with the coffee. So, mm-hmm. And uh, Patricia decides to order some a chocolate sundae on the company dime. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, while she's marveling at how good it looks, York picks it up and eats it in front of her, saying, I'm sorry, but sugar is really bad for you, and I signed a contract to protect you from
0: evil. That's very punk rock.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, this old woman will not let you challenge her, and she will not let you bowl, because she's always there during operating hours. I've tried. I staked out her house to try to (laughs) race her to the bowling alley. It wouldn't work. (laughs) So I went to a voodoo shop, and they were selling... Figurines, because this woman is very superstitious. So I bought an alligator figurine and put it on her front door while she was asleep. So when she walked outside, she freaked out because there's, a, there's an alligator voodoo doll out there. She didn't come in to bowl that day. So and you did. I got the strike. <laughs> <laughs> and then... I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. That, then the old, woman, the old woman comes in just in time to see me bowl the strike. And she, she, I earn her respect. And she says, ah... Yeah, she gives you a hint. I can't remember exactly what the hint is because all the hints are meaningless. Right. <laughs> but uh well it's probably about the Clarkson family. After all, she was a Clarkson, and I don't think I need to tell you about who the Clarksons are. <laughs> what? Oh, who are the Clarksons? Oh, you don't know who runs things in Lucare? <laughs> is it the Lo- is it the De Union? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's the Clarksons. They, they, they live on a plantation out. Right, yeah, she was the youngest daughter. Of the of like the, the the victim in this case is Lisa, a um, or Elise. uh She is the youngest daughter of the Southern style gang slash ruling family of right, this town. Right, and uh, basically, and basically, you're. Yes, yeah, so she, you get some lowdown on who the other members of this family are. There is P.J. Clarkson, the patriarch, mm-hmm. who looks like Big Boss, <laughs> <laughs> and Danny, who uh, married Galena, who was. Um, they are the parents of Lease. Danny is the son-in-law who's trying to ingratiate himself, but he's not really from here. Mm-hmm. Galena is an actress who came back home and had Lise. and there was a. There are two, a few others. There was an older sister of Galena, but she's not in the picture. There's also Leonard, an older brother who was the heir apparent before he left. So, you go, your investigation after you, you know, you, you go around shooting squirrels and dogs with, an, with a rubber bullet gun. That, Why? Because they're, uh, well, squirrels will steal items from you and dogs are all rabid. <laughs> so your attic is finching your way across the town. You also have to shoot alligators because they're like, there's actually missions for it. There's like, this town is overrun with wildlife. It's just trying to kill everyone. <laughs> so you go to this uh, sugar plantation to investigate because you've got a feeling that uh, <laughs> you'll find some psychic sense there. And of course you do. You, you shoot your way through at the other world. You go into you, you step into a portal, and you're just, and of course. Does it look like the. <clears throat> yeah, it's a swirling vortex of purple.
0: Well, I mean, does the other world look like the other world in the first game? Kinda.
1: It's 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 a lot. There's a it's that red tinge. There's red vines everywhere. Only York slash Zach can see it, Mm -hmm. and um, he immediately recognizes it. Ah, the other world. (laughs) Are you still with me, player? (laughs) Let's go. Right. So you go in there, and there's a bunch of weird voodoo styled ghost enemies. There's nothing to write home about. They're fine. They're what they need to be. You're not playing this for a shooting game. (laughs) 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 So you move your way through hell and you come across the crime scene, which you have found... Because of your psychic senses right. telling
0: you there was something special about it. And the game doesn't really tell you the, anything, of the background yeah. on why. You just you just you go just, in there. You have. York's like, all right, cool, we're Look, here.
1: He talks to Zach, who is, lives in his head, and he has the Baron Samedi on speed dial. Right. So just don't ask questions. Right. Uh, and, of course, you don't just find the crime scene. You just reen—you you recreate the crime. You, you see holographic images of everyone involved in the crime. You see Lise, who is drugged up on something. She's laughing, but she's already been dismembered. All of her limbs have been chopped off by an axe. And the person holding the axe is her mother, who is crying. And you see off to the side a very stylish woman with sunglasses just looking on as if she's kind of directing the whole thing. So York's like, okay, okay. Lise was killed by her own mother. We also need to find out who the stylish woman is, Patricia, who was the most stylish woman in town. <laughs> also, where is Galena? Well, I don't know where Galena is. We could ask my dad, I guess. You're, you're a genius, little girl. Your dad is the sheriff.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> who is also your adoptive father, who loves you dearly. You have a great relationship. I, I, I got apl- to applaud that. <laughs> anyway. So you uh, talk to Melvin, like, yeah, Lucari Tiger, come in. I need to find the most stylish woman (laughs) in town. Also, I need you to arrest Galina right now. (laughs) Because she did it. (laughs) What? Do you have any evidence? I I know. She did it. (laughs) Lock her up. (laughs) Okay. So, like, okay, well, if you're looking for someone who's stylish in this town, I guess you could look for Lena, but I don't know if you'd really call her. That's perfect. I'll find Lena. (laughs) So she hang like Lena hangs out um, in a bar, a smoky jazz yeah. bar. Yeah, a smoky jazz bar. <laughs> How did I guess? And uh, of course, but but you know, the sheriff says you know Lena's not really what you'd call a stylish woman. Well, I don't know, she was pretty stylish, man. Yeah, but and Patricia's like uh, she's not. I people around town will say she's not really a woman. Oh oh. Now, okay, now this is an important plot point, actually, because York when he York fell in love with this town, he loves Southern comfort, the southern hospitality, like a oh, small town America, like Zach, don't you just love it? everyone's so nice here,
0: the same way that everyone' uh, is so nice here, the same way that Cooper falls in love with Twin Peaks, yeah, like uh, Washington like' everyone's
1: yeah. so like you go to New York and no one will just give you the time of day, like if you start top tapping your head and talking <laughs> about movies, people will look at you weird. <laughs> But um, but around kind of here, op- ev- like everything is just better out here in real America.
0: It's the opposite of Green Acres, where he, of course, moves to Green Acres and realizes that these are <laughs> a bunch of fucking idiots living in this town. <laughs>
1: and he's stuck there. Yeah, he's, like, he's a New York Times reporter after 2016 going out to live the real American life <laughs> and talking with all the people, and then finding out they really are just that bad. <laughs> because look, this crushes York when he realizes what's going on. She's like, okay... So Lena is transgender, and everyone hates her for it. And he's like, "But this this town is so beautiful. Everyone was so nice to me, a white man. <laughs> How can they be bad? This is this is oh 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 Patricia. Oh my God, oh, <laughs> your dad. Oh, he and I are gonna have some words. So, okay, look." So that is, that is what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Lena is a trans person in the town. She hates is a trans person. It. Yeah, okay. she's very stylish, very attractive woman.
0: And that's why the town is saying she's not actually stylish. Yeah, like, don't, look, they,
1: don't let her fool you.
0: She looks hot. Yeah, but like uh,
1: you also find like uh, a script I think for uh, hormonal treatment she's taking. Yeah, which is another hint. But also, but uh, York doesn't care. I mean, even in 2005, he's from New York or DC. He's from civilization. Right, He didn't care. He understands that they're but, like Patricia. Yeah. Like, he says, "Look, Patricia." There is nothing wrong with being transgender, but if she is running but if she's running these red seed drugs, I do have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> also, she was present at a murder and didn't do anything, so I've got to talk to her anyway. So um, you do lock up Galena, and uh, and how does she react? She doesn't react at all. She's just blubbering the whole time. In fact, you fight Galena in, in the other world. Uh, during the arrest, during the arrest, yeah, like when you when you fight when when you arrest, sorry, it's fresh in my mind. Right, right. When you arrest Galena, you um go into the other world. You see a vision of a fetus inside a red bulb, like a tree with a bulb hanging out. It right. And Galena's voice is coming out of this thing. You shoot it enough, and she becomes a uh, Final Fantasy boss, like an angel. Yeah, a red tree angel. Yeah. You fight her enough, and then she go, you go back to the real world, and she's just like curled up on the ground crying because she killed her daughter for some reason. You arrest her. You go back to question her the other day, and she's dead. And Melvin has no idea how
0: anyone got in here to kill her. What have you done about Lena? And the, Have you questioned we, her? Have you talked we're, to her? We're trying to find her right now. Okay, so you're still searching for we're her.
1: We're still, still searching for her, but when you arrest, arrest Galena, she dies immediately. <laughs> then you meet PJ... And Danny, her husband, Danny, her husband, uh. and PJ, her uh, her father, and PJ is just like the ultimate big boss, but really intimidating guy. And Danny kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> yeah, like um, <laughs> I'm here to collect my daughter. I understand you arrested her and she got chopped up inside holding.
0: Oh, she got chopped up just like uh, yeah, just like least like least did,
1: huh? And Melvin's like, I don't know who could have gotten in here.
0: Yeah, that's
1: uh, a it's a big mystery, but we gotta find Lena because she's the only other suspect we have. Because I saw her in my dream vision, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Melvin's like, well, "Okay, man, I look, had a dream I, about Tibet. Look, so <laughs> look, I gave this case to you. <laughs> if you could have put the you know the paperwork on the psychic shit, that's fine, right? Um. So you go to the bar, and of course Lena very mysteriously comes out of the beads and starts questioning you, and you're like all. And you're all business with her. With her. Like, uh mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you're one cool cat. I'm a cool cat, too, you know? Believe
0: <laughs> <laughs> me, mean, he says that. <laughs> yeah. Believe <laughs> me. Yes. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> like, but there's
1: one thing. There's one, there's one difference between me, you and me, Lena. I don't traffic in Red Seeds. <laughs> <laughs> and she does that really cool thing where she, like, lights your drink on fire with her hands without showing you the match. Right. And, like, you both drink together. Like, so... What do you know about these murders? And over, and she starts talking about how her family, like, um, and, and York lets on something, York does something really that kind of bothered me at first. He calls her Leonard. Which but, I assume is her dead name. Yes, her, that's her dead name. Okay. Like, okay, York, you're doing really good for a minute. Right. That's, yeah. But then I realized, oh, he figured something out that I didn't figure out. Lena. Is the son that went missing and came back? Okay, Lena Lena Domon is Leonard
0: Clarkson. So, so uh, he, he's not saying it to saying disvalidate it. her. He's th- saying it he's to throw her off and tell her that I know. I know who you are. Okay,
1: I know who your father is. So,
0: yeah, it's a bit it's 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 a bit grindy. Like yeah, I don't like, like it. It's not very smooth out. It, it's it, but. It, it, it's it's not mean spirited it's just awful he's conducting an investigation he's trying to throw her off still yeah. it's not something I would have done but I yeah, it, yeah. it's there. It's, yeah. there it's there it's what it is Like I, I,
1: this could be worse
0: <laughs> like oh no yeah. actually the way they're handling it it sounds like so far like, a, a villain very,
1: a transgender villain there's a lot of things that can go wrong and she's being treated as very
0: cool yeah, it, um, the the uh, it's uh, certainly cooler than um, than uh, J.K. Rowling uh, yeah. <laughs> would would treat the situation. Yeah. Um, uh she took the polyjuice potion the wrong way. <laughs> oh, she's she's absolutely off on one. Like, I, I, yeah, it's I, a it's a meltdown. It's um. So we're we're talking about a a murder mystery, but the tragedy story is J.K. Rowling's Twitter feed. Yeah. Um,
1: anyway, Lena starts talking about how her family bloodline is cursed, and she's going to fix it. She's going to purge the bad, cursed blood, and bring the Clarksons back to glory.
0: They're the richest fucking family in town! Yeah. I'll take that curse!
1: (laughs) Anyway, um, York finds out that he has been drugged. (laughs) (laughs) So he passes out, wakes up in the bar, and of course the bartender here, the normal bartender, is a uh, black man called Xavier who wears nothing but underpants. (laughs) Tidy-whities. To his credit, they are immaculate Tidy Whiteys. And he points it out, and the camera keeps zooming in on the Tidy White. Look how pristine these things are. Ironed out every day, every hour, on the hour, I am out here serving drinks and playing my jazz bar with the pastor and his skateboarding daughter.
0: With the pastor and his yeah, skateboarding the,
1: daughter? The pastor and his skateboard daughter play jazz with this guy.
0: The skateboarder yeah. who stole your car.
1: No, not the skateboarder. She's uh that was that was ten miles out from town. She's oh. another skateboarder. Okay. She's skateboarding for Christ.
0: Okay. Oh, she's an extreme yeah. team Christian. Yeah, like on, uh, she, she, has,
1: she has baptized on her shirt.
0: Like one of the bet wow, that is a really cool character to put into the game. Yeah.
1: Like, the, but um and, and of course the, the pastor is like the ultimate cool he, he's like he's the only kind of cool evangelical there are there are a black preacher. Oh, yes. He puts some energy and spirituality into his sermons. So he's like, oh, he, um, at some point in the main story, I can't remember when, he demands several offerings of canned spinach and other ingredients that you can only find in scattered parts around the town you have to investigate for to get the main story going again. I can't remember exactly why. (laughs) Defeat the poor. But he said, the Lord hungers for canned spinach. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, main story anyway. Um. You need to find Lena, but you know Lena has it out for her father, who is okay. big boss. How is she going to take down Big Boss, especially when he has a private army at his estate? Does he? He has a private gang that enforces town. Like Melvin actually says, you know the Clarksons they don't really like me. <clears throat> oh, because you're the sheriff and you're cutting on their turf. Yeah, and I'm also black. Oh,
0: oh wow, they uh, they flat out say that in the game.
1: Yeah. Like, oh wow. Like it, it, like they're not racist. Quote unquote, but they are. <laughs> they right, are. right. Well, look, they're this good. This is a very, yeah. very,
0: like, this is a, this guy had a magnifying lens on small town American culture. Like, yeah, like, this is incredible, so actually. So
1: Melvin's actually got kind of an interesting <sighs> dynamic where he's technically the law, but the Clarksons control everything. Like, well done, Sweary. Yeah, well it's, well done. It's this awkward, is awkward, but so is everything in this. So you go to the Clarksons estate, um, and you get there just in time. To have another psychic vision.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You uh, fight your way through the other world again. Mm -hmm. And this time, it is Lena in the red bulb. And she comes out, and she is Sephiroth.
0: (laughs) Sephiroth! Sephiroth!
1: (laughs) (laughs) And of course, you fight her with your uh, alligator gun that you use specifically to hunt gators. (laughs) Of course, I'm sorry, when you're in hell, your gun disappears, and your hand becomes like a... uh, Oh God! Like
0: in Akira, arm.
1: Oh, okay, Akira gun okay, arm. yeah.
0: Akira, the classic '80s uh, anime about the yeah, yeah, yeah. watch Akira, yeah. and uh,
1: you defeat her, and you go back to the real world, and it turns out you just missed the ultimate showdown, because um, like I, when you in this in the, in your psychic vision you see Lena who dresses up like she's in the Matrix now, mm-hmm. she's got a gun on her father. And her, heck, his, like his bodyguards all have guns on her, and she's got a bomb in the fireplace with a with a <laughs> with a detonator.
0: And, but and, and you saw all this in the spirit world. You see, you see in this the in other the other world. world. Yes.
1: yes. When you get there, all of his bodyguards are dead.
0: <laughs> like apparently
1: she did something really. But cool. the scene is the same. The scene other is than the same. The bodyguards being dead. The gotcha. bodyguards are like it, the bodyguards are alive in the spirit vision. When you actually meet them in real life, they're already dead. Lena has like big boss on the ground strangling him and uh like york is trying to talk her down like uh dude you like lena you are the smartest coolest person i have ever met if you go to jail for the red seeds i promise <laughs> you will have a future at some point but then she uh the deci- she says something more about the cursed bloodline needing to be purged PJ says, I'm sorry, I didn't know how to love you when you came back, but I was always proud of you. And then they blow up. Both of them. Both of them. They blow up graphically, too. PJ, like PJ Clarkson's head, winds up getting propelled onto a chandelier spike. (laughs) York wakes up, blood splattered, like, oh, God, I'm glad I didn't get, I'm glad I wasn't in the lethal radius of that. Right. I'm glad I wasn't in the Call of Duty lethal radius of that (laughs) very (laughs) cool bomb. And Danny Clarkson runs in, and he sees his father-in-law staring down at him as a decapitated um, yeah. head. Um, From a blade of the ceiling fan. Oh, no, a yeah. chandelier spike. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he freaks out, of, uh, too. Like, like okay. He, because he was always, like, the subordinate. And Lena's dead. Yeah, Lena is dead. Galena, uh, in very short order, most of the Clarksons are dead. Um, one thing I forgot... Danny loses his arm to an alligator because his adoptive fo- uh, his stepdad says, "If you want to be a Clarkson, you got to prove it." And like you notice that um, b- he's big boss because he has an eye patch. He's missing an eye. Mm. Apparently, the Clarksons the Clarkson males give up a body part to, to- the gators, to the gators, or-, or something to prove themselves. He winds up having his arm bitten off by a gator to prove himself as a Clarkson. So for the rest of the game, he's going to have like a, a, a his arm in a these Oh, yeah. Okay, but Danny is not really that important. He's mostly he's mostly broken. He was a born subordinate, and now he's the tech, technically the heir to the Clarkson estate. He doesn't know what to do with it. He's always been really fronting you, like huh, I'm a Clarkson. You can't you can't tell me what to do. Like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's dead. So York is like, so, so York and Melvin are like, okay, so let's just recap. Uh, this is like one chapter of the game, and all the Clarksons are dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, we did solve the murder. I mean, Galena killed the uh, the first murder, the one I was technically stole from you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, We uh, it was her mom the whole time. And then somebody killed her. Don't know who that was. <laughs>
0: Most likely Lena. Most but likely Lena. And, yeah,
1: and Lena killed everyone else because she wanted to kill... Off her cursed so, family. So
0: the question is, Lena, why did she have Gulina yeah. kill Lise? What, and there's, there's still these, l- there's
1: still the matter of these red seeds, though. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hang out until I figure out what's going on with that. <laughs> but then, um, and the coffee's not telling you anything. The Coffee's not telling you anything. The only other mm-hmm. person from the Clarksons you know for a fact to be alive is some older sister who was of an age with Lena. Lena that also ran off. Or is no longer in the picture. Then Patricia comes up and says, "My dad is missing, and so is my mom." Which is when it y- clicks to York. Oh, Melvin married the most beautiful woman in town. He said, and he's on the outs with the Clarksons for a lot of reasons.
0: And they don't like him. They don't. They don't, they don't dislike him because the sheriff. They dislike him because he's
1: black. And oh, he married the eldest daughter. Yep. So we just need to find her. She might be in trouble. Lena might have something else planned for her, or something, right? Like, okay, so you are some dad, sort of post mortem yeah. backup. So Patricia is like freaking out because she's a little kid and her both her parents are gone. Right? Her um, mom is sick. We don't we never actually met her, but she's sick and now she's missing, and so is her dad. Okay, so we need to find them. Uh, so okay, now in a cooler version of the game, York was like oh, okay, we're gonna need some rum. Some uh, killer die and some rabbits. So we're going to summon the Baron Samedi. He just goes to a picture, like, I, I, no, he looks, a coffee, a like, <laughs> yes, yes, he looks in a mug of coffee and, like, yes, finally! Mug of coffee and he sees the Baron Samedi. <laughs> <laughs> you need to find the boathouse. <laughs> of course, the boathouse. Where's the boathouse? Diner owner, where is the boathouse? Patricia, do you know where the boathouse is? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of boathouses around here. We're in a bayou. Everyone gets around by skyboat, like airboating. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your parents are both missing. Why don't you go sleep in my hotel room? <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, um, you go up onto the top of a, a really high tower to scope out the area for boathouses, and you see one, but you can't access it by ground because it's gator-infested swamp. Mm-hmm. But there is one guy who has an airboat service. And uh, he is like, he's a dwarf. He's a cool southern dwarf, always whittling, always Mm -hmm. polishing his stones. And he says, I don't like you, FBI. I've been calling about you, you you goddamn poachers, taking my crawfish for 10 years. Oh, first time a murder happens, then you show up. They can take my crawdads any time they want. (laughs) Like, okay, I got to earn this guy's trust. Well, he really likes skipping stones, so I'm going to skip some stones. A mini game? Yeah, mini-game. Excellent. Skipping stones. You ever see that teenage Mut- mutant ninja turtles stage? The live, the yeah. stage, yeah. Like where uh <laughs> Splinter. Or <laughs> Splinter it's Splinter song, Splinter yeah. Splinter's
0: song, Skipping Stones. <laughs> anyway. I actually it's my favorite song from that uh that live thing. Yeah. I, I, none of the others even compare, really. Yeah. So you skip stones <laughs> and you
1: earn this dwarf's respect. You got a good arm. Anyone <laughs> you who can throw like that <laughs> is okay in my book. <laughs> So he takes you to this dock. And he says, look, there's a big storm coming on the radar. I got to get back. If you need me, just hit me on the radio. All right. He, and then uh, York, do, York doors like, Zach, I think this is the final battle. <laughs> so you fight your way into this. You fight your way through a bunch of, like, the whole island is basically hell world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're already in the other world. You fight your way through a maze of, like, marshlands. You fight your way up to the boat dock, and there's no final battle. Battle. You see Melvin, only he is arrayed in voodoo gear, and you see Candy, who's Candy, <laughs> the his wife. Okay, the missing okay. Clarkson. Okay, she is hooked up to some kind of apparatus that feeds red gas into her, and she is bloated beyond human form. Is the
0: sheriff the fucking bad
1: guy again? Yes and no. I was th- I had the same experience because it like it, he's not as cool. It sounds
0: just like the wood the it, woodman reveal. Welcome
1: to Greenville. Right, <laughs> right it's before he becomes Blanca. Right, but it, it, Melvin, you, you don't fight Melvin. Melvin apparently love you know Melvin loves his wife and his wife is apparently being transformed into the goddess of fertility as part of Lena's cockamamie plan to restart the okay. To save Lakari's economy, they need a goddess, <laughs> a pure goddess, a Clarkson that they uh, she actually likes. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, being turned to a fertility goddess means you literally become that fertility goddess figure from the Stone Age. Right? She is completely immobile. Melvin just takes her around on a boat. <laughs> and uh, but there's one other Clarkson, Danny. No, Patricia.
0: That's right. She's a Clarkson.
1: She's a Clarkson. It turns out she, Patricia is the daughter of Candy from... Uh, she's, yeah, she's Candy's daughter. And Melvin loves her, but Patricia has to die to, keep, to complete this ritual. And he is, seems to be under some kind of spell. Where he is in full reverence mode for the goddess slash the red gas, red trees. Right. Which we
0: know for a fact
1: does weird things to you.
0: We know that from the first game.
1: Yeah. And from what we've seen in the first game. Because Galena did not really want to kill her daughter. She did it because she was under the influence of the red gas. Right. The red, the sang Rouge. Mm-hmm. And um, throughout the course of this, York is basically just trying to talk Melvin down while Patricia is apparently in some kind of fugue state because she's been kidnapped as well. She's here. And um, right as um, Melvin is about to kill her, he does York does that thing where he takes, like... Something weird happens. I don't really know what happens. Uh, He points the gun at Melvin, and Melvin says, You fool, I gave you that gun. Did you think I'd give you a gun that could hurt me? What? I've been killing gators with this... Is there... Did you put a computer chip in here with facial recognition? Is that what York says? (laughs) I I don't. He doesn't say anything. He just accepts that. (laughs) (laughs) He he just accepts. Like he points the gun at Melvin and says, "That won't work on me, York. Damn it." (laughs)
0: Well, I've tried everything now. <laughs>
1: like, like, it's, it's like if Melvin said it's a little insurance policy called Directive 4. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. This gun can't be used against members of the Sheriff's Department of Lucari. <laughs> <laughs> I had to erase the Clarksons because they made a mistake. <laughs> now it's time to... Ar- uh, yeah, but Melvin um, is just about to sacrifice his daughter. Sorry, <laughs> Game is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so York York real York has accepted the B movie logic that his gun will not will work, not on, work this, on, a, on on Melvin, <laughs> on right. this specific person. It works on everyone else, up to and including demons. alligators. Yeah, um, demons, and deities. Yeah, uh, Sephiroth. Um, not Melvin. <laughs> Melvin planned for this, yeah. <laughs> but he's got one other thing. He's got a cigarette. He's been smoking the whole time. Flicks it at Melvin. It's him in the eye, and while he's like doing this, York grabs Patricia and takes her away, and this snaps Melvin out of his fugue state. And lightning strikes the uh, boathouse because a storm has, that storm is blown in. Right, the storm turns out to be Katrina.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> so the boathouse
1: is on fire. Hurricane Katrina has just hit this town, and Melvin and York are both trapped under rubble while Patricia is freaking out, trying to save both her parents, who <laughs> are uh, starting to come back to their senses. Well, Melvin is anyway. Uh, Candy is pretty much in, still in a drug-filled haze. Yeah, yeah. Uh, York manages to... Uh, York says, Ah, oh, I'm not strong enough to lift this rubble. Zach, give me power. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> York frees himself, And Melvin says, York, get Patricia out of here. (laughs) And uh, so, of course, there's that tearful thing where, like, Dad, we can literally help you leave, too. We could probably take this boat that Mom's on and all of us escape. Like, no, that's not (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) work. I planned for this. That won't won't work, (laughs) Patricia. (laughs) So York uh, and Patricia escape and presumably find a way. Like, they presumably call up the uh, dwarf on the airboat to escape. Hurricane Katrina literally while it's nipping at their heels. Right. And that is the end of the prequel game that you've been playing. But throughout this, York has been talking with these two FBI agents. Like, okay, so you're telling me that you showed up, had several metaphysical profiling episodes, a.k.a. psychic visions of crimes happening, solved a murder... And then another murder happened, and then several other murders happened. <laughs> then you saved <laughs> Patricia <laughs> from her sheriff father, who has psychic powers over your
0: gun, <laughs> who was trying to turn his wife into a fertility goddess. Now, are these moments interjected yeah. in the gameplay? It's, throughout the game, you're like, It's almost like kind of an Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Thing where you come like back to the everyone's Old, every like old York right. will
1: be telling his story. Right. And occasionally, Old York will have, like, like, you'll be playing as the FBI agents in this case. In this case, Aaliyah, I uh, can't remember her last name, the uh, the cool professional woman, mm-hmm. FBI agent. She's like, ah, so I see... Look, this is real... Like, your case report is bullshit. I just found that body after 15 years that disappeared for some reason. Go, oh, yeah. Whose body? Uh, Lisa's body, the first victim. Okay. Um, apparently... Now, there is another character I completely missed. There's a um, When the body disappears, there is an investigation that takes place back in 2005. Um, uh, York is like, okay, how could anyone have dragged this giant chunk of ice out of this? <laughs> uh, because they were keeping the body in cold storage for autopsy because they didn't right. have anything else. Um, who could have abducted this body? Because the footprints suggest someone who is 10 feet tall. The tallest person we know is six foot seven. And while he does love Lees quite a bit, he's not big enough. Well, I, okay. Well, well, questions for later. It turns out um, when like they never actually found that body because after a, a lot of the, the uh, wrap-up that you normally get after an investigation gets wiped out in Katrina, Katrina comes in, that warehouse is damaged, so York leaves without finding the body. Right. They and it find, wasn't an official case to begin with. Yeah, and um, like he gives this case report, like this is the murder. Lena Dunham killed all these other people. Uh, Melvin and Candy died in the hurricane, which is literally what happens. Like, yeah, I don't believe you, York. Like, I've been watching you for four months. None of this makes sense. And then, like the uh, the Dewey data analyst is will will occasionally geek out with York whenever he interjects about movies. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, you, dude, you've got DVDs, not Blu-rays. You're a DVD man. Oh my god, you've got VHSs. Is that Oh my god, that's Blue Velvet, isn't it? <laughs> Did they mention Blue Velvet? Yeah, like like, uh, like I love it. A bunch of different movies. I love it. Uh, and then like like Ali is like, "God damn it, we're here for a reason. You're hiding something, mister." I I think like because Patricia has been kidnapped and this actually gets York's attention. What? No, Patricia's fine. She's the head of the Clarkson family now. Yeah, but she was kidnapped the other day, and it turns out someone looks a lot like you booked a flight down to Lucari just the other day before it happened. Brrr. You've got to find... You get, and then he has, like, um, I think what happens is he starts, um, he starts coughing quite a bit, and it, occasionally he'll have freak-out moments like he he's talking to a fairy the whole time but that's normal for him. Right. He doesn't have Zack anymore. He has a fairy. Right, because a-
0: Zack got taken care of in deadly punishment. Yeah. Uh and
1: uh but he his say but he is you can tell he's really freaking out. He's he, he when, I, when I say he looks old, he looks like a corpse. Right. And he has red eyes now. Kind of like really bloodshot red eyes. Mm-hmm. He freaks out a lot and uh, the data analyst takes him to uh, the bathroom to get meds. And while they're in the bathroom, York says, I need you to tell Aaliyah that I'm the one who gave her the anonymous tip to investigate that warehouse. Because I still have reservations about that whole thing, too. But don't tell her now. Tell her when you think time is right. Uh, Aaliyah takes this opportunity to investigate his bedroom where he has done, he has. Set up a profiling shot like the, network, yeah, yeah.
0: The thing with the string, the Greenvale case, yeah. the
1: Lucaria case. The common denominator is the red seeds. His bed is laid out with a bunch of like uh, he's got like a deer, like he's tr- he's created models of all the main characters. <laughs> right. Like PJ Clarkson is a bear with an eye patch, Lena Dunham is a deer with a wig and uh, with, with sunglasses. <laughs> There's a bunch of mannequins everywhere. It looks like a murder house, right? So, Ali, like is like f- trying to piece this together, and York freaks out and tries to strangle her because he's like, he doesn't see her. He sees Forrest Cason from the first game.
0: FK and the coffee.
1: Yeah. He sees Forrest i Oh, kill <laughs> but, um, And, of course, they overpower this weak cancer-ridden old right. man <laughs> and uh, handcuff him, and then they start interrogating him again. Like uh, And he eventually comes clean, like, okay, I don't know exactly what happened here. I don't know who stole, I don't know who killed Galena. Presumably it was Melvin as part of Lena's plan. I don't know what Lena's plan is, but I assumed Patricia would be safe since she's the only Clarkson left. Unless this isn't Lena's plan. Maybe this, oh my God, I'm, she was banking on me to protect her and I left. This is my fault. Like so, like something puts him together because he sh- he knows from Green that when you take a bunch of red seeds, you Hulk out. Your physical attributes become greatly increased. Mm-hmm. Like George Wilson, like chows down on those, he can now throw axes right. like their little daggers, and then he eats even more and he becomes Blanca right. with lightning powers. So, like, wait a minute, that's a big detail. That six foot seven guy who really, really loved Leese <laughs> could conceivably have taken enough Red Seeds to become 10 feet tall. <laughs> and he has access to that cold storage warehouse. He probably has an altar. And when you took Leese's body away from him, the object of his affection, he, pri- he tried to replace it with another Clarkson. That's where L- he's, oh, that's going to be a problem, though. If he's on Red Seeds, he's in the other world. These people, they can't access the under other world.
0: Time to get the band back together. Yeah.
1: Him. In fact, the only person who can really contact the other world is York and Zach when they're together, but he's not he doesn't have York anymore. This is just Zack. But he's so close to death. He's got one step he's got Woodfoot foot in the grave. He tells he mangi- like at this point the fairy that York sees that Zack sees uncuffs his handcuffs. And he manages to knock out Aaliyah and says, Davis, you and I both love Chicago-style pizza. You need to trust me. <laughs> we like the same kind of movies. Pizza will never betray you. Is that the yeah, line? Pizza will never betray you. It, it's There's a lot more lines going I'm condensing a lot, but yeah. Uh, he says, you need to give me your gun in your car. Call the FBI and arrange a private jet to Lakari. I'm the only one who can save Patricia. And he's like, "Okay, here's my gun, here's my car," <laughs> and he gets on the line. Agent Johnson, Agent Morgan needs a jet. <laughs> <laughs> so the game kicks back up. It's you're playing as old Zach in a, like an old beat up leather coat, and they're like this is gonna be my last battle. <laughs> It's like it's it's Metal Gear Solid Four, right? And this is like the microwave hallway where you're fighting your yep. way through hell one last time. Yep. <laughs> and you f- make your way to the cold storage warehouse and you find Avery, who was in fe- who was like this really simple big uh, lug. He's like he's kind of an affable old giant. Yeah. But he's been eating red seeds and now he's like a giant monster. You beat him. You find Patricia in on a, on a like a little thr- uh, altar ready and she's still uh out of it and then Zach starts coughing up blood. Like the, like it, you really get the sense that he is just straight up dying. Mm-hmm. And of course he sees red and he starts freaking out. Like the blood of his, like his own blood is freaking him out because he's seeing red. Right. Like his mind's just just really foggy because he's been exposed to the red gas himself mm-hmm. in Greenvale and everywhere else all of his like, and he has a, a vision of Patricia talk, like talking about how he just shows up. He's a self-centered <laughs> asshole who just talks to himself all the time. Right. Makes promises, contracts, even, and then leaves. And like, it's, like Patricia is actually saying, this is just his guilty conscience yeah. coming up. And then he sees Forrest Kaysen. <laughs> the big red tree demon, who's <laughs> just being the nicest old. Demon, he could be like, "Oh, it's good to see you again, Agent Morgan." Oh, you know, if you know, if you just take my hand, I could take you to go see York. And there's no option here. Like you're just like delirious. You take yeah. his hand. Zach becomes a tree monster. Like all those years yeah. of exposure, just like he just fall- he he gives into the dark side. Just that one part. But Aaliyah, agent. <laughs> <laughs> like that cool FBI agent yeah. who does not have psychic powers but knows something is going on, manages to follow Morgan into hell <laughs> and sees the tree monster <laughs> and shoots it. And then it cuts back to, um, but it like the bullets just bounce off and she's like trying to freak, figure out what's going on. Morgan, is that you? <laughs> and then Forrest Case, like, oh, I like this one, York. <laughs> I like this one, Zach. There's some promise here. And that freaks Zach out quite a bit, because the last person Forrest Kaysen took an interest in was Emily. Mm-hmm. Which led to, and her death messed him up. Mm-hmm. We uh, That's one of the big things that messed him up. It turns out, if you haven't pieced it together, Emily is his fairy.
0: Okay. Either a literal
1: spirit guide that replaced Zach, mm. or York, rather. But, yeah. Um, so, Forrest Kaysen starts... Like the red gas is seeping out because this is where, uh, that one that Avery has been right. building it. Like, and um, he starts subtly influencing Aaliyah to the point where she is falling under his control. York comes back
0: <laughs> from York.
1: heaven, York comes back from the other world, right? And uh, like Patricia comes back, she sees. Zach, just Zach. He's not a tree monster anymore. He's just an old, dying man. And she recognizes him, and she's, like, trying to wake him up. And um, York comes back <laughs> and says, "Zach, don't worry. I'll handle this. <laughs> so Forrest Kaysen is just doing that thing. He's always, like, he's just a floating, jolly old man, and he's controlling Aaliyah, hiding behind her, like, Oh, hello, York. It's good to see you again. <laughs> if you you can't shoot me without shooting Aaliyah, hell I can't. <laughs> So, you got to do trick shots to Forrest Kaysen. And when you uh, finally defeat him, uh, uh, Aaliyah passes out, and uh, Patricia can see York. (laughs) Like, there's old Zach Morgan, who she is cradling, and then there's young York. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, are you with the FBI, too? Yes, I'm FBI agent. (laughs) Congratulations, Francis York Morgan. <laughs> but all my friends call me York. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and she's and she's like trying to wake Zach up, and he's and and uh, York is just saying, "Look, it's his time. He has stage four cancer. His job is done. The hell it is. He promised to protect me from all evil in the world." God, there's another moment that like this. Okay, at some point, Aaliyah shoots at Zach's prone body, and Patricia shields him. Mm-hmm. But she's wearing a locket that contains that little scrap contract. And, of and course, the locket <laughs> just does a Matrix dodge into the right. bullet to deflect it. <laughs> and, like, apparently that contract is very spiritual. Right. <laughs> so uh, so York says, oh, well, I'm sorry, but that contract is kind of void. It's already done its purpose. It, it's fulfilled its purpose. Well, I'm going to make another contract. I'm going to protect him from all the evil in the world. And then York York pauses this is the only kind of thing you can do once. And then she says, yes, I w- I'll make the contract. Well, I, w- I, w- I want you to save Zach. So York literally cures Zach of his cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and walks back into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a very long ending to a game without a really with a very weird story structure. Right. So the whole time I'm like, "Oh my god, this is going to end. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate <laughs> this goddamn game. Like when like at the po- at the boathouse, when you face off with Melvin, like, "Oh god, this be- this better not cut to credits. I'm going to be so pissed." 5 hours later, this is better not I better not just kill Avery and have this I better not just kill Case and have this. It's like you're on an airplane. You're coming in for a landing after a really long flight. And it keeps bouncing. It just, it just keeps bouncing off the runway, and you're like, "Oh God, we're gonna crash into the control tower!" I'm like, "Okay, okay." Pilot comes on. All right, go around, power. <laughs> <laughs> Loop record, Like three hours later, okay, we got, we got, we got, we got, to, we got approach. <laughs> then you look out the side window. It turns out the plane has somehow flipped upside down. <laughs> like, okay, okay, let's try this again. <laughs> then you hear like, like, okay, we're running on fumes now. Mm. The pilot is like, okay, Lord Satan deliver us. (laughs) And he manages to touch it down. Like, (laughs) it's not a good landing. It's not a good landing, but like, it's a serviceable landing. (laughs) Right. Like, there's a bunch of aborted, like, there's a bunch of endings that would have sucked. Like, if you had landed upside down, that would have sucked. If you had landed trying to, after bouncing a bunch, that would have sucked. Right. The landing they eventually arrive at (laughs) is good. (laughs) So, um... After the after the credits, it, like there's a like a Fallout style recap. Agent Aaliyah becomes one of the best FBI agents ever. The the Doe data analyst just gets to go back and play computer games all day at work. Hell yeah! And uh, Patricia and Danny wind up working together to rebuild Lucare, just like Lena wanted. Although Lena's full plans aren't really ever known. Um, Aaliyah is going to keep up the crusade against Saint Rouge. The red seeds, but what happens to York slash Zach? Well, York is still in heaven, but Zach is still. I mean, presumably he's been saved from cancer, but um, okay. I need more game. The credits are happening. I'm going. I'm getting mad. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting mad. <laughs> credits end. York. Uh, I'm sorry. Zach is facetiming with Patricia. <laughs> And like, okay, this is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. Just, this is just Zach on FaceTime talking to Patricia about her life in Lacare, about how she's going to come visit him in Boston. And how he's, Zach looks a lot better too. He's still white, kind of pale, but he's not dying visibly anymore. Yeah. And he's just like talking to her about his favorite movies and his favorite, mu- favorite music albums. And she's talking to him about her life and just, they're just having fun together and the whole time there's a chat log in the side with a guy called Y who is carrying on a conversation with Zach.
0: He's
1: <laughs> like, Hey dude, she's looking pretty good. She looks she looks like she's doing pretty good. I mean, you did sign that contract with her after like, Oh, shut up, York.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Your, <laughs> oh wow. Your so chat, like, oh. he's instant messaging York <laughs> <Yeah>. in heaven <laughs> while he's talking to Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> Say hi to Emily for
1: me. <laughs> oh wow. And that's how the game finally ends, where your like, Zach, does have a happy ending. Patricia takes over Lucari. Zach has finally <laughs> I come. I come, uh, faced his demons. I won't say that. I won't say necessarily this is a sequel that had to happen because Deadly permission had a perfectly good ending.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: I was really worried about the ending. The Several, I was worried
0: several times throughout the end, right? But we've already covered this.
1: It eventually manages to get one you can walk away from,
0: right? They put, the, they put the inflato ramp down, and everyone slides out of the <laughs> airplane at <laughs> long last, right. and uh, yeah. Uh,
1: so that's it, it's it's fun, it's awkward. Like, there's <laughs> let's just go to some random disjointed moments. Mm-hmm. Um, old, like when, when old Zach confronts Forrest Kaysen in the um. When when old <laughs> uh, when uh, when I think I think it's when in the bedroom when he sees Aaliyah but he's crazy and he sees Forrest Kaysen instead mm-hmm. he says Forrest Kaysen! there's a five second pause and he screams <laughs> ah! <laughs> and he charges at him <laughs> and he does this again with a gun or he just screams out of nowhere like he's in a cutscene and then like a voice clip signals five seconds early and he starts shooting. <laughs> Um there's a bunch of like all the voice clips are just perfectly off. Mm-hmm. They're just perfectly off. I was so worried they were gonna be on point. <laughs> I was so worried the music cues were gonna work. I was so worried the <laughs> graphics were gonna be good. I was so worried that this game was gonna be fun. <laughs> like there was I spent I put more hours hunting down underpants, barman. <laughs> To get because there is a quest line where you had to get every one of his seven cocktails for every every day of the week, mm-hmm. but the bar is closed on Sundays. I talked to him about this in the bar. Can I just have the Sunday special now? No, only on Sundays. <laughs> well, where are you on Sunday? Uh, I don't know. He has a house. I stood outside his house every hour of Sunday. He was never there. So I, I went to church where everyone goes on. Sunday morning, and I stood outside, literally smoking, <laughs> waiting for him to come out. Does he go to church in his underpants? He, no, he has a suit. Unfortunately, <laughs> he takes his he takes the suit off as he's walking back to his car. <laughs> <laughs> Does he
0: really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I didn't see it happen in real time. I was smoking to get to make him go farther, right. and eventually, I catch him on the road in his underpants because <laughs> his car has disappeared. And he's doing the thing where he's just driving. Yes, it still, happens. it still happens. Yes. So, like, it turns out he's also driving around the pastor's daughter. Apparently, he's giving her a ride back to her house. Yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, he okay on Sunday. I'm, I literally had a notebook where I'm like, okay, Xavier <laughs> enters church at 9 a.m. Takes dot pastor's daughter home to her workshop for uh, skateboard repair at ten fifteen a.m. They have church at nine a.m. Yes, good lord. Goes to diner that I cannot enter because it's not coded at eleven (laughs) forty. Arrives back at home at three fifty. Keeps door locked until eleven (laughs) thirty p.m. on Sunday. The you last, only have a half hour. You have one half hour to get this drink. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to smoke your week away. <laughs> so, then, ten out of ten, game of the year.
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, so so it does not quite measure up to the first. Uh, it's. Like, and it's not a sequel we needed. It's not. It wasn't necessary, but it could have been bad. Was it a nice get, was, was it a pleasant? Su- uh, at the end, of the, like it gave
1: some closure to York. That I did, It wasn't necessary, but it's like it's like the end of the, the Lord of the Rings.
0: To other people, <clears throat> uh, to to the folks watching at home, Don, uh, who enjoyed uh, Deadly Premonition, how much is this? How much did this game put you back, Adam? Wow! So yeah. it, it's a triple A priced game. It's a full price game. It, what, do, what do you think? Should they get I'd it? I'd definitely or? play it, but yeah. Okay, so there you go. And um, I mean, if you like skateboarding around town... I love that he doesn't get a car. I love always it. Always skateboarding. Does it ever rain hell dogs?
1: No, but uh, if you stay out after a certain hour, voodoo nightmares will pop out Okay.
0: Um, uh Are you interested in doing Deadly Premonition I could, for a podcast? I could probably do it, yeah. Okay. Um. He said probably, so don't get your hopes up, but we'll, we'll get around to that. Uh, final thoughts.
1: There's a lot of things that could have gone wrong, a lot of things that went wrong in the wrong way, a lot of things that went wrong in the perfect way. But it successfully recaptured um, the. it recaptured always the feeling of the first game. It's perfectly awkward in a lot of ways. It's fun, but it doesn't reach the high highs of George Woodman. Okay. And the climax, fighting Forrest Cason again is fun, but I was I, I was when he, when 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 Zach turned into a tree monster, I thought he was going to fight a giant George, uh, giant, a giant Forest Cason. Right. Like that, but that didn't happen. Something else happened. York came back from heaven to save the day,
0: which was great. Right. So I I like that. Like I really it, like that. Like I don't. That's the best ex machina. In, in in fiction ever, like it's a, it is
1: hard to piece together all the things. That, a, a ton of things happen, but it seems like there's fewer characters than in Deadly Permonition.
0: It did seem like that, just yeah. from you telling me. Yes, it's just, and it doesn't seem as they're as they're as loud and they're not as loud and, and quirky.
1: And you can and like they have like one quest and you kind of forget about them.
0: Right, and it, it's it's it doesn't have the mythology of the first game.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like it, uh, when I opened this talking about world the world end for, the world's end for a reason like at the end of that movie it basically perfectly mirrors the first that that opening story but through a wacky lens mm-hmm. and uh, it basically just <clears throat> uh you know you know what Zach I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Maybe we should get back to the investigation. <laughs>
0: that is a perfect place to end this. Guys, uh, if you like this, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, the uh, Stay away from red seeds. Yeah, uh, Do not take the red seeds. Uh, Forrest Kaysen will charm you. He's a charming fellow. He is a very charming He's a fella. very nice guy.
1: Hey, he got a very attractive woman into bed.
0: Um. Oh my. Oh my gosh, Don. That is a. Uh, that is very out of character for you. I like that joke. Yeah. I like that. Um, guys. Uh, Don has promised us a maybe for doing deadly Premonition, and those are a maybe's very bold words, as we know for uh for Don. Uh, guys, we got links to all of our stuff as always. Uh, I'm kind of drained after that. Like, yeah, I am. I, so, tune in next week where. Maybe we'll do Deadly Maybe. 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 So anyway, uh, check us out, guys.